Welcome back to the Overcome Porncast. Today we have a special guest. Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? Uh, this is uh, Chris Croats, and our special guest today is. Uh, so I'm Silas Shattuck. Um I'm from Logan, Utah, all the way out in Utah, um, Rocky Mountains. Um, I do campus ministry here at Utah State University, and I also work with the Logan Church of Christ. So what's up, everybody? All right. And I was just out with you just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, man. It was a blast. Uh, it was. It was good to catch up, and uh, even though it was stinking hot the entire time, <laughs> um, it might not have been hot for you, but coming from like 60 degrees to 90 degrees, it was it was a shock. It was a shock for sure. Um, and not just, not just the weather, uh, but things are a little different out in Utah, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, no kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the weather. It's definitely a different culture out here. It is. Uh, it It is like, it's a shock to the system of just like, oh, wow, look at all the Mormons around here. Like, this is crazy. One question I have for you, Silas. So, you know, like we're at least where, where I've been, you know, where I've lived, the Mormons coming around and, you know, knocking our, our doors, asking for Bible studies. Does that still happen in Logan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, so actually, I'm in a, a study as we speak, that, like weekly study with uh, some sister missionaries. So recently, the the Mormon church, like in the last few years, has a, had dropped the age from 21 to 18 for girls to be able to serve uh, LDS missions. Okay. And so they came and knocked on my door back in like August. And so we've just been meeting since then. Um, and, and so it's, it's challenging to study with them cause it's, I mean, they're essentially brainwashed. Um, that sounds pretty like a, like a hard term, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so, so it's sad, but my, I guess my goal with it is to just plant seeds, um, in the, in their heart of truth. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, definitely the same. They still do the door knocking thing. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I would think, you know, like being in Utah, you, you'd have to think like 90% of the doors that they knock on are other Mormons. And I guess they probably have like a, <laughs> you know, like a, a grant, you know, like a, a list of people of like, okay, you know, that house is good. So the houses that aren't Mormon probably stick out like a sore thumb, right? Of like, oh, that's the house. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. On, on this I mean, block, our house was, that's our house the house. Was literally <laughs> marked for years. Um, yeah, so I was surprised they actually walked up to our house. They must not have known. Um, but, but yeah, it's – so it's kind of like – with any missionary, like of any denomination or faith group, if you get sent to a domestic mission field, it's like, oh man, yeah. it's kind of like wah wah wah. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's the same way in the Mormon Church with that whole thing. It's like if you get sent to Utah, and if you get sent to Logan, Utah, it's like, okay, <laughs> man, oh, oh, I did not <laughs> want this. I wanted to go to Venezuela. I wanted uh, to go to Spain. You know, yeah. I wanted to go somewhere else. 
So no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk about porn, shall we? I mean, all right. That's what we do, right? That's what we do on this podcast is we talk about the stuff that nobody wants to talk about. The stuff that makes people makes people embarrassed and makes yeah. their face turn red. Yeah, that's what that's what we do, and it's fun. Um, yeah. At least sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's kind of heartbreaking and uh, stuff. But we're not talking about that today. We're talking about college. Um, as a campus minister and just a young person in general, right? Um, I thought you would be a, a good one to talk about what it's like as far as the, the porn addiction on campus. Um, so first question for you, Silas. What would you say for college students today, what is the hardest thing when it comes to uh, pornography addiction for, uh, for college students? Like the hardest thing, like getting getting out of an addiction, or uh, sure, we'll go with that. Just, just dealing with it. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest roadblock for a college student <laughs> seeking help? Mm, okay. Um. So I would say, uh, for instance, so this is this happened. Um. We were at Day on the Quad, <clears throat> and and at the beginning of August, or yeah, beginning of September, not August. Um, the beginning of September, and we were handing out flyers for the seminar that you came out and, and did here in Utah. And so we're handing out tons of flyers, little postcards, and drumming up conversation with people. And we all have our the T-shirts on that we made for the for the seminar, and everyone's kind of noticing us, and people are actually approaching us and asking us about what we're doing and what why we're doing this. And there was this lady uh, from our church who was up there helping. And she was handing out flyers and stuff, and this one kid uh, and his two friends walked by, and 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 our kind of our catchphrase was was, uh, "Hey, what do you think about porn?" And people would just, I mean, their faces would. It was so it was oh, so bet. much fun to ask that question because people would be like, "What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you just say that?" <laughs> That's not a normal question you hear every day. No, it's not. But it was awesome because it caught people off guard and it literally made them stop in their tracks. Like they didn't just keep walking by. So she asked that question to this kid and and, uh, and she was like, hey, come to the seminar. So come to the seminar. And his friends, his friends were like, oh, man, don't go to that. Like in front of him, like making him like peer pressuring him. And what happened was they all, like his two friends left, like they kept walking and he stayed there. And when he was with there with his friends, he was like, yeah, yeah, porn's cool and stuff. But then when his friends left, he like lowered his voice. This lady's telling me the story. He lowered his voice and said, I think porn's really bad. It destroys lives. It's not good for me. I'm addicted to it. And he just like spilled his guts to her really quick. Wow. Wow. Well, he and he grabbed a flyer, and he walked back over to his two friends, and you could see them from a distance. Um, and I had I had come up at this time and I was standing with her, and I could see him in the distance with his friends, and they were making fun of him and like razzing him for having this flyer to go to a wow. an overcome seminar. And so it it was it's it's hard, man. Um, it's hard on campus and. I think especially in Utah, um, so Utah has the highest rate of pornography addiction out of every state in the country as far as I know. 
per capita uh, that is per capita per, per capita yeah, yeah that's that's what i meant um which is crazy uh but it's 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 something like fight the new drug is based out of utah right mm-hmm. um, i think it's in provo and so it's something that people are talking about but they don't necessarily want to say i have this problem yeah they want to say yeah it's a bad thing well that's always easier right of i mean the the church has taken that stance for years right of saying oh that's bad yeah bad don't do that don't do that but then as soon as you make it personal right of saying hey no we we all have a problem and we all need to figure out a way of addressing it that's when people start like you know like i think that's getting a little too close to home and you know i wonder is that partially due to you know some people feeling guilty right because they're caught up in it uh or if it's still just is way too taboo for the church today i don't know well i think i think it is all that and then like you said chris when you came out here there was a like a culture shock that you felt uh, yeah yeah out here um and that's real. I, I moved out here when I was 11. And I felt it. I didn't know I was feeling it, but I was feeling it. Um, and it's the way that the LDS religion works is it's a very works-based religion. Mm-hmm. And so there's actually a verse, and I believe it's Second Nephi. And it says, you are saved by grace after all that you can do. Okay, so there's this idea that just permeates throughout the religion that that isn't like said blatantly, but it's make sure you have everything together, make sure your lawn looks nice, make sure your wife looks pretty all the time, and make sure that you are aesthetically pleasing to the eye, and that your family looks nice, and that you don't you can have this uh, whitewashed tomb, so to speak, appearance of like I've got it all together. Yeah. And so I think that's going back to that original question of how is it hard as a college student. Well, that's the pressure on every Utah campus is to be perfect and yeah. to appear like you have it all together. And that's that's very specific to Utah. I know it's like everywhere that, you know, everyone has pride. Right. But especially in Utah, there's this added pressure of, well, I'm following Jesus, or at least I think I am. And so I need to be perfect. Yeah. And it, that's just not true. So yeah, I, think, I think that's one of the hardest things for college students. Well, when I was there, uh, I was there for a few days and I was, I had a chance to interact with, you know, some of the college students just walking into the library and, uh, the, the ones that I was able to have, you know, like a one-on-one conversation, you know, none of their friends were around. It was just me and them. It was great. You know, they were like, oh yeah, this is really interesting. You know, porn is a big problem today. And yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm affected by it. My, you know, I have several friends who are affected by it. And it's just like the, the individual conversations were so positive that I was like, oh man, like everyone's going to be there. You know, it's like, this is, you know, like this is a, 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 everyone's recognizing that this is a big problem and, you know, people are going to be there, but then, you know, you know, we saw the, the turnout that we had and it was, you know, less than desirable. Let's say that. Um, but then you also look at, I saw two things while we were doing the seminar, uh, when I was having my talks before and during is, uh, the, the people that came, they all came by themselves. You know, mm-hmm. there, there was nobody, there was no group that came and like, oh, let's do this together. 
it was yeah. individuals and i'm guessing you know those individuals were the ones that were that are struggling right they're they're the ones seeking help that they've you know reached the end of their rope of saying you know i've tried everything else well let's try this um mm-hmm. at least that's what i'm i'm thinking they came but then when i was outside of the uh the auditorium there and i saw the people and how they were kind of looking at our sign you know pointing to the auditorium for this porn seminar it was almost like you know they're making it a joke you know they're mm-hmm. they're with their friends and so they're you know cracking jokes about it and yet you know i was looking at this and i was like how sad is this that you know th- those people that are cracking these jokes at it are probably the ones that need it the most yeah and so that goes back to what you're saying of like you need to you know you need to look the part right you know, don't ever, don't ever say, Hey, I'm the one that struggles with this, but yeah, yeah. Porn is bad and you know, okay, let's joke about it. You know, let's have fun with this thing, but com- you know, completely disregarding how damaging that is for, for that person unable to, you know, reach out for help. Yeah. I, I saw that as well. I mean, and it, it was sad and I think it's, I mean, if I was in their sit, their shoes and if I was struggling, like I, still struggle with porn right but if i was not a christian uh not really trying to live for jesus um and i'm with my friends and i see that sign yeah i'm gonna make fun of it of course because that's what people do when Uh they see something heavy and serious is they make light of it right away you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so it doesn't affect them uh or at least people don't see that it cuts to their core yeah they don't people to see that right so yeah i'm totally with you on that and uh i think you know even though utah is you know it's a very different culture out there i think that this problem in large part is is the same for all college students um because like as i was going through the weekend i was you know i was trying to put my mindset as you know what i what it was like when i was in college and that's you're still very much caught up in this whole you know i need to look the part i care very much about what my friends think about me right your uh, your popularity and your image is everything still at that point and so just be able to get past that to break down to who you are and realize that oh who I really am is someone who needs help is, is difficult for the college yes. students, I think. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, still in my life, like I had accountability group this Sunday and I, uh, I, I was, I w- they were asking me questions and I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't exactly like watch porn. Like it wasn't intentional, you know, like it was and I was just like trying all these things to rationalize it away to be like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't have that kind of a problem anymore. Like it was just that kind of mentality of like, I, I got it all together, man. Like I'm doing good. And uh-huh. it's just not that way. Like sometimes it's not that way. And it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's just part of being human, right? We want to downplay our, our shortcomings and, and you know sell it as oh it's not that bad it's not that bad but uh, right the the goal is intimacy right just yes stay in the intimacy allow people to to see who you are you know warts and all uh so what what do you think silas uh what do you think can be done um 
you know, we, we tried this, this seminar. Uh, some people came and, uh, I'm glad, you know, one of the guys that we talked to, he he seems very interested and he's getting the help that he needs. And that's, that's awesome. That's very positive. Um, but what do you think beyond that, what can be done for college students? Mm. What's the Um, answer? I think, uh, I think it really is. Uh, and my, my, my dad, um, has taught me this and I'm really thankful that he's taught me this is, it's just called relationship evangelism. Um, uh-huh. and it really does. I think it really does come down to truly developing a relationship with someone. And then, uh, you made this point in your seminar where you said courage begets courage. Mm-hmm. You're courageous. Someone else is going to want to be courageous too. And being so transparent, almost uncomfortably transparent for people, um, to the point where you're just, you can share your story about how you've struggled with a pornography addiction or whatever addiction, um, openly and, and, and be able to share that just kind of on the fly. I think, I think for me, I think that's, that's where I've seen most change is when I just share that with someone, yeah, Christian or non. And they're like, oh, you too. You you struggle with that too. I, I do too. And and it, so it's like that, oh, the the playing field is now leveled. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that I think that's one of the biggest things. And that it does come down. It's true. Like when Jesus says, You have to take up your cross and you have to deny yourself. I think being transparent is part of denying yourself. Because it doesn't feel great to be like, yeah. I'm this, I've been this terrible sinner and I have a lot of problems and, and I don't have it all together. That's terrifying to say that. Yeah. Um, but when you say that people are like, wow, you're not anything special. Like you're not this superhuman person. You're just a guy or just yeah. a girl. So yeah. I think, I think that's probably one of the biggest things is just really being invested in people's lives and being honest. So. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's why Second Corinthians uh, twelve ten is our verse for overcome. It's, uh, you know, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. That's the idea, right? And that's what that's what Jesus exemplified in his life, of through weakness, through death, is actually victory. And it's the same thing for the Christian. And the same thing. That's what Paul preached, right? Paul preached. You know, he he said that he's glad for all of. You know, all the bad things that has happened in his life because when he's weak, that's when he's actually the strongest. And the same thing is true with addiction. When we, you know, drop the whole uh, pride and the whole, hey, I need to look the part uh, and we just allow people to see who we are to the world, that seems weak. But for uh, recovery and overcoming an addiction, that's actually where you gain your strength from. Yes. And uh, that I think that that all ties in there. Um but I I want to just say I think I think you're right on there with with the answer and that's how I've kind of spread m- this message about uh overcoming pornography addiction. It's always been one person at a time. You know, mm-hmm. I I started out you know my story, but you know, I started out with my two best friends 
and we started our first group together and then it was like another guy said hey yeah i struggle with that too and then another guy then another guy then another guy and then i moved and i started another group and it was one person at a time um and it's just that of being transparent being vulnerable uh, and being doing the courageous thing of of being weak and people mm. really seem to gravitate towards that and so i'm hoping my hope for the for you guys out in utah is that with this guy and there was a couple others that responded too and hopefully they get plugged in that it can spread that way of like you said just one relationship at a time of saying hey i'm invested in in you and i want to get you help and that you know that is um I don't know. It's, it's groundbreaking, right? For someone it's it's life altering to see that kind of dedication, especially in today's climate with millennials of like, Oh wow. Someone actually cares about me. Right. And yeah. someone is actually going to keep their commitment <clears throat> to me and keep me accountable. That's just, it's so countercultural to uh, our world today, especially here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. And I think, uh, There's one thing that you said about how you like um, I know your story and how you started and I think it's important um, Just for anyone who might be listening to this if you like if you're in ministry or something like that Or if you're in a leadership position in in any company um, Just realizing like how destructive porn can be to your family and your career, but also uh, for people in ministry um, Just because you have struggled or do struggle with pornography that doesn't disqualify you from being able to do ministry, yeah, um, there is a way out. There is a way out. You're not trapped, and I think that's something that needs to be shared more because there's like the whole looking the part that you were talking about, Chris. Yeah. Like, you don't. Uh, it's everyone's not perfect, you know. So yeah. I, that was just like kind of a little caveat. Well, I especially think. for us in ministry, that is a daily struggle, right? Of uh, I have it written on my whiteboard right in front of me right here is don't be a Pharisee today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't be, don't play the part of the hypocrite. Um, because as soon as you start believing that lie of, Oh, I'm the preacher and I'm, you know, I'm superhuman and I don't struggle. That's is, that's when you start losing yourself and not only yourself, but your, your impact with the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, good talk, Silas. Um, and I think it's interesting that you just mentioned that because I just wrote the, that same uh, theme for an article today about uh, preachers need help too. So mm, good. Uh, and yep. uh, actually, so when this podcast release, it'll be last week's article. So if you're listening to this, go check out last week's article uh, talking about how preacher, preachers struggle too. And uh, Silas, uh, any last thoughts, any closing thoughts before we close? Uh, Yeah, just real quickly. um, So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like in the Rocky Mountain region anywhere, um, look me up on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have an email. Um, So just look me up if you're needing some help. Um, And I'm just – I'm really here to just be a listening ear without judgment. And then – if you are struggling with pornography in general, man, there's a way out. I mean, there always is. Um, and Satan really likes to tell us a lie that there's, that there's not, and there never will be. Um, and so he keeps us paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, know that there's hope and there's a way out. Um, I think that's it, but 
yeah thanks for thanks for having me chris no problem and we'll put all uh silas's contact information in the show notes uh so if you are in the rocky mountain region uh colorado wyoming utah idaho that area uh you can reach out to silas he is a he's a great guy and uh and he's i know he's wanting to and, and willing to help you and not not just anything uh, not just pornography related but anything going on in your life so reach out if you if you need to uh that's our show today we will see you next time <laughs>